This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, January 11th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Vilsack addresses CCC worries. Economist hits Senate proposal and justices deal E15 defeat. Vilsack will protect commodity program funds. The Biden administration is gearing up to use USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation account to fund a major new effort to develop markets for climate-smart farm commodities. But Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack is promising that the use of the CCC will have no impact on the commodity program payments that USDA makes to farmers from the account every year. Vilsack addressed the issue during his speech to the American Farm Bureau Federation yesterday and again at a news conference. When he was pressed by reporters about concerns that the administration's climate plan could jeopardize farm program payments, Vilsack said, I don't see that risk. In his speech to AFBF, Vilsack said Farm Bureau President Zippy Duvall advised him before taking the stage to make sure that folks understand and appreciate where the resources are coming from. The resources from these demonstration pilots are going to come from the Commodity Credit Corporation, but they're not going to come at the expense of anything that we need to do to ensure performance and implementation of Title I. That's the Farm Bill Commodity Title. I want to be absolutely clear about this, Vilsack said. Why it matters? Well, USDA can borrow a maximum of $30 billion to make payments from the CCC. The money is later reimbursed by Congress. The projects that USDA will be funding are designed to test ways to produce and market a range of low-carbon ag commodities. Economist. Increased cash trade won't boost cattle prices. A leading livestock economist says a Senate proposal to increase cash trades in the cattle industry could cost feeders and packers about $50 a head. The Senate bill would require mandated amounts of regional cash trade in the beef cattle industry, something the sponsors hope will lead to better price transparency and in turn give producers more leverage against the major packers. But Colorado State University economist Stephen Coons told AFBF members that increasing cash trade doesn't necessarily lead to more price discovery, noting changes in the marketplace that have taken place since 2016. And, by the way, price discovery does not mean better prices. It means getting to the right price faster, he said. Coons, who has provided an analysis of the Senate bill to the Ag Committee's GOP staff, found that alternative marking agreements, which are currently used by many packers to acquire cattle rather than cash trade, are worth about $50 a head in efficiencies to feeders and packers, a margin any bill to reform the sector would need to make up. The underlying story, he said, is that mandating cash trade is not going to get you a better price discovery, and I have the science to back that up. Looking ahead, in Atlanta today, AFBF members will be debating policy resolutions. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. 
We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. SCOTUS denies E15, Prop 12 decision, likely next week. A leading ethanol industry group, Growth Energy, says it will keep working to gain approval for year-round use of E15 following the Supreme Court's announcement yesterday that it had denied a petition from the biofuels group. Legislation has been introduced in the Senate to allow year-round use. The High Court rejected a petition uh, yesterday seeking a review of the Federal Appeals Court decision that found EPA did not have the authority under the Clean Air Act to allow use of the fuel. The Clean Air Act provides ample authority for EPA to pave the way for the expansion of E15 nationwide and year-round and increase access to cleaner fuel for all Americans, according to Growth Energy CEO Emily Score. Growth Energy will continue to explore all potential avenues to make unfettered access to E15 a reality. Now, more from SCOTUS. The court delayed a decision on two petitions being watched carefully by the ag community. One of those is filed by the National Pork Producers Council and the American Farm Bureau Federation. It challenges California's Proposition 12 animal housing law. The other is by Idaho landowners who want the court to take another look at the scope of federal wetland regulations. Both petitions will be considered at a conference on Friday with the decisions likely to be announced next week. ITC schedules hearing to review complaints over lemon juice imports. U.S. International Trade Commission will meet next week to begin reviewing complaints that Brazilian and South African companies are shipping millions of dollars worth of lemon juice to U.S. buyers at below market prices. The hearing is scheduled for January 20th as a result of allegations by the California juice company Ventura Coastal, which says it can't compete with the rising quantities of imports from the two countries that are entering at artificially low prices. The hearing is only part of the initial investigation process. Final decisions from the ITC on potential anti-dumping and countervailing duties aren't expected now for months. Two Brazilian states making some progress in the soy harvest. Farmers in the major growing states of Mato Grosso and Paraná are in the field and harvesting the first of Brazilian soybean crop this year. It's forecast to be smaller than previously expected because of drought conditions. Brazil, as of Thursday of last week, had harvested less than a percent of this year's soybean crop, that according to the consulting firm Agrul. It's not much, but the harvest had not yet begun at this time last year. Here's today's He Said It. We know that it has to be voluntary and it has to be incentive-based. It can't be regulated. That Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack on the department's plan to fund projects aimed at developing markets for climate-smart farm commodities. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, January 11th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, 
I'm Jeff Nelly.